0: The <laughs> cat 11 to 1 on LMFM My next guest discovered a love for music at the tender age of 3 and since then she's been performing on stages all over the country including on shows like The Voice of Ireland for RTE and performances on TG Kahar and TV3 She started writing her own songs aged just 10 and was regularly performing around her hometown of Drogheda by 15 She released her powerful song Shine a Light earlier this year and smashed her €10,000 target to raise funds for the Rape Crisis Centre. Kelly McCardle has released a great new song. This is guaranteed to make you want to ta- dance. It's called Beat That Face and it sounds like this. It is so catchy. I have to bring singer-songwriter Kelly McCardle on the line with me now. Kelly, oh my God. This song just makes me want to dress up. Get the girls together and go out. It's fantastic.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Sinead.
0: Oh, it's wonderful to have you. Um, I have to, to ask you now because is that your first now radio play of this? Are we like, is this kind of exclusive for me or, you, or has it gotten well, a bit of radio play? It's
1: not exclusive. No, there's been a couple of last week okay with the run up to it but it's the first time on this show
0: ah fantastic <laughs> okay I'm going to take that I really am it's absolutely gore- yeah. great great song really really is so tell me first of all because you released Shine a Light earlier this year much kind of a more serious tone of a song which was absolutely, extremely yeah. personal as well to you so different for this Um, but I think you seem to be capturing our mood it's got It's you know we're all ready for you know life to kind of go back to normal for us to be able exactly. to go out all of that exactly
1: yeah that's exactly why yeah Uh, intent in releasing this song as well because I felt with China Light it was like I was bearing my soul to the world you know that kind of a way but now it's time to have a little bit of fun you're after doing all the work you're after raising 10 grand for the rape crisis centre it's time to have a little bit of fun and be a little bit more lighthearted and not so serious all the time. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, what a single for your debut as well, because, uh, you know, this was something that you kind of took, you went back into songwriting again after um, three years of not doing it. This was during lockdown. So what inspired you to kind of just take that step and put pen to paper again?
1: You know, I was, I was really struggling to kind of, um, I, I was attacked and, um, after that, I kind of struggled to put my thoughts into words. Never mind anything else. I was looking for a song that could tell me how I felt. You know that kind of way. Mm. And um, I couldn't find one. There, uh, there was one that came close, but it wasn't uh, hitting the nail head on the hitting the nail on the money. Is that the right one yeah. phrase for it? Um, but um, yeah, I came. It was. It was coming up to the year. When since it happened for me, and um, I kind of went, no, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna sit and try a new way of writing songs because just sitting with the guitar wasn't really doing it for me anymore. It was getting boring, so I pulled out the laptop and started playing with some samples, and yeah, shine of light just came pouring out, and it was like a relief for me. You know, it was like everything that was stuck on the inside was now out, and I could breathe again.
0: Yeah and you know it's yeah. so personal as you said and I know you've spoken about why you wrote the song and I have to say uh, I applaud your bravely, bravery in speaking out about something that a lot of people stay silent about the response to the song was huge how did you feel about the reaction to it?
1: Oh how I feel I, I was I went through a whirlwind of emotions I think um, I was quite shocked in one sense and overwhelmed in another and so grateful for everyone reaching out and either telling me their experiences or saying that they're there for me or, you know, you have people coming out of nowhere that you don't even remember um, having contact with before or such and all of a sudden everybody wants to talk to you and
0: you're going, oh my God, I feel so loved, you know what I mean? There's a lot. It, it's a it lot because, you know, you're putting yourself out right there. It's kind of been a healing, cathartic process for you writing yes. that song. And then you see all, all of these people that are that are sharing similar experiences. It has to be overwhelming. It really has. But um, yeah,
1: it was it was even more so overwhelming when you had younger people mm. uh, contact me and, and say that this has happened to them. And that they're either looking up to me or they're they're looking for advice and you know, my advice was to go straight to the Rape Crisis Centre and make sure that they um, they opened up to them because that was where my healing process started. So this is why I was so passionate about raising so much for them.
0: Yeah, and what a huge amount. How did it feel handing that check over? Because you just handed the check over there not that long ago to them. Uh, yeah, t- two weeks ago now,
1: today I think actually, um, I got to hand over the cheque for them and meet the people who I was in contact with for months. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, I was very grateful to even get the chance to meet them, especially with everything that's going on at the minute in the world, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was so lovely. The D Hotel were so kind. They had scones and tea and everything ready for us. Um, and we got to hand over the cheque. It was like such a huge achievement, you know. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I was just, its all it was all just positivity and them asking for advice on how to go and raise more money, you know, that kind of a <laughs> yeah. way. It was
0: like, how am I giving you advice? I don't <laughs> know, I just kind of went and did it, you know. Well, you see, this, this this is the thing, it struck a chord with so many people, it really did. Um, yeah. Now, like many performers, you've been missing the stage a lot, but I did see your performance for the Draw the Pride recently. How amazing was that? Because it's been so long since you've been on a stage.
1: Yeah, it was so long since I've been on stage and it just happened to be, I was in uh, recording Beat That Face um, a couple of weeks ago and uh, I was talking to Peter who was running the, the Pride Festival and he had walked by the studios when I was out on a break and he goes, what's the story, what are you recording in there? And I was like, oh, my new single. And I was like, he goes, do you want to, do you want to perform it at the Pride Festival? I was like, yeah, grand. So I went and I got my dancers and we we got something put together in a couple of weeks. And, um, oh, they're just absolutely professional, the girls. And uh, I was delighted to be able to do it in McHugh's for the Pride Festival.
0: Yeah, it was brilliant. It was so well put together as well. It really was. Now, you've performed on huge stages. You've faced judges in talent shows, you know, huge (laughs) shows like The Voice of Ireland. Do you ever get stage fright or do you get nervous before a performance? Um.
1: It's it's really weird. Not all the time. No, I, I would be more excited than nervous. But um, on Sunday, just gone, I launched my, uh, I launched Shine a Light in um, the Trinity Quarter. And they were playing the song throughout the music, bingo and everything like that. And all of a sudden, they asked me to get up and perform it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, that was grand. And I was. I was delighted or whatever and the second I came off I went into the shakes <laughs> <laughs> and I was going this never happened to me what's going on it was just the spur of the moment kind of going oh because I wasn't prepared you know that yes kind of I know it was you're very going,
0: professional you want to be prepared you don't want to be just thrown yeah, out there exactly. I get you I
1: was just thrown out there and going oh and uh, someone came over to me and was like, oh my God, you're shaking. And that made me even worse. <laughs> you
0: know <what> I mean? <laughs> so I was going, oh, I don't know. Well, you see, it could have uh, been a culmination of all the emotion, you see, from yeah, not performing and lot. everything else. Yeah,
1: Yeah, there was a lot. I really missed being on the stage. And yeah, it, it was just a little bit of something, but it was worth it, you know, that kind of way.
0: Yeah, it really was. Now you, as I mentioned in the introduction, you were only three when you discovered a love of music. Like, What what was it that got you into the music? or Did you grow up in a very musical household? Um,
1: well, I, I grew up in a stage school, my auntie's stage school, and um, I was on shows from the age of three, like whether it was singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or it was starting to learn how to dance and move and stuff like that. So it was always in my blood as such, you know, from growing up in uh, such a musical family. So it was, I think when my granddad passed away, when I was 10, I started writing. I got a little, um, like a baby keyboard. Yeah. And I started writing my first couple of songs then. And just from then, it kind of just blossomed, you know. I got a guitar a couple of years later and then went out into the open mics then in McQ- um, McPhail's. And um
0: yeah. The rest of the rest I, is history as they, as they the say. The
1: rest is history
0: as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's something like that that's obviously sparked off the the, the songwriting uh, for you. So, you know, working through difficult emotions through music is obviously very something that you find very useful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As a teenager, my parents had split up, so it was a great coping mechanism, you know. As a lot of people kind of know as well, they a lot of people turn to sport or to mm dance or to music mine was the songwriting you know that was my outlet
0: and uh, in terms of because I know you did write a lot in lockdown I think I can safely say that there's going to be a lot more to come for you is there musically in the next little while
1: Ah uh, yeah, I can't be giving you all my cards now. You know, she's giving me nothing away here. <laughs> but, but but there um, might be there might be a cheeky little thing here and there coming okay. up very
0: soon. Okay, keep a watch on, on on the Facebook and social media and everything else. Now I have to yeah, ask absolutely. you because this has been very much in focus in the last little while. You know, we're seeing festivals like Electric Picnic cancelled. There's still yeah. no kind of clear guideline from government in terms of the arts and entertainment industry. This must be frustrating for somebody like yourself who wants to get to get back on the stage doing what you love
1: yeah it is and it isn't for me personally because for me i felt when everything closed down, it was a breathing space because i i had been gigging four or five nights a week um every week for uh three or four years and i hadn't taken a break since 2018 so it was kind of a little bit of a relief for me at the start and um because of um because of everything that I was after going through that mm. I kind of I had a fear of men and everything so like when you go to a pub to gig in it it's kind of male orientated so I personally found it a relief to stop you know just yeah. for a little while just to get myself back on track but now I'm, I'm kind of rearing to go again after being able to release my own music and everything I'm dying to perform it properly you know so yeah it was a it
0: was bittersweet, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You know? And fair play to you because, you know, it's not only, you know, get yourself back on track, as you say, after something so horrific happens to you. You know, to do it on such in a, such a performance way is a massive, massive thing to do. So fair, fair play to you for, for, for that. Kelly, I love oh, the song. So Absolutely brilliant. But I presume we can get it everywhere at this stage. It is on release now, yes?
1: Yeah, it's been released since Sunday. So it's on Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, TikTok. The list goes on. <laughs> you can get it <laughs> anyway. And as well anyway.
0: Absolutely brilliant. Well, Kelly, listen, best of luck with the song and with any other songs going forward. Thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me,
0: Sinead. Not at all. Kelly McArdle, what a fantastic lady she is. She's absolutely brilliant. If you've been affected by any of this, by the way, 1800 212 122. That's a free phone helpline for Rape Crisis Northeast. You can also check out their website or cni.ie. Uh, but that free phone number, 1800 212 122. 11 to 1 on
1: LMFM.